You like the Just Baseball show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never seen before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Friday, October 8th. It is the first day of the full slate. We've got day one of the National League Division Series, day two of the American League Division Series. Jack McMullen with Peter Apple. Is this better than the first day of the NCAA tournament? No. Uh, it's so hard. March Madness, it's such a different beast, right? Because we have yeah. two games today versus the round of 64. Hard to compare. We've got four games. True, we have four games. Today, we have four games. Yeah. But I was saying, you're talking about first day of the playoffs, NLDS, ALDS. There was only two games. That's what I thought you were talking about. No, I'm thinking, so like, you've got this full slate, right? You don't have to move from your couch from 2 o'clock Eastern until 1 a.m. Eastern. Not bad. That's the same deal. It's like 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. for day one of the NCAA tournament. I think the first round of March Madness is the only sporting event that beats this Friday that we're looking at right now with that full slate. I agree. I totally agree. Now you're kind of getting me fired up for March Madness, but we got to talk baseball. We got to talk baseball. It's October. Uh, We're going to rehash what happened in game one of both ALDS series last night. We're also going to preview game two, and then we're going to preview the NLDS. We're going to name a player per team that would have an impact if their team was to make a deep postseason run. But we'll talk about... Honestly, kind of play a little bit of fact or fiction. Do they have the ability to make this postseason run? First and foremost, I talk about baseball now. <laughs> I don't play it. So I and I think you've figured it out by now. Like I I'm totally a loser. Like absolutely. No. A little You're not bit. A loser. I've got I've got dork characteristics, right? You want to hear one of the you want to hear one of the dorkiest things about me? Yes. I'm allergic to my hypoallergenic dog. You're kidding me. I just get stuffed up. I take an antihistamine every single night. I didn't take it last night, and I'm just closed up nasally. It's awful. That is somewhat dorky. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that you added in hypoallergenic, it doesn't help your case. If I was But you're a good guy, and you, know, and you know the game. Does any of that other stuff really matter? Yeah, but like I, I don't know. I'm a nerd. We're all kind of nerds. Like that's just I mean, how we're all that... nerds. I mean, we're we're it's it's nine forty nine. It's the middle of the Red Sox versus the Rays, and we're just getting after it. The amount kind of nerdy. The amount of Friday nights that we've just sat there talking about baseball yeah. is bad. <laughs> like no, damn. it's good. That's the reason why we're here. If we were out partying and being a nuisance, where would we be now? Yeah, stay off the streets, kids. Yeah, just get on the microphone and talk baseball. Yeah, talk about ex-Woba. Speaking of ex-Woba. Yeah, speaking (laughs) Speaking of ex-everything. Speaking of uh, ex-FIP, Red Sox-Rays, it's 3-0 Tampa in the fifth as we record. If the Red Sox do come back and make this a game, I mean, color us shocked. Like, we'll take that loss. They don't look good. Another team earlier today didn't look good, but this game looked over after the first inning. As soon as they scored, didn't it kind of feel like it was over? Similar to when the Red Sox scored against the Yankees when they went up 2-0, felt that same kind of energy. Oh my God, I assume the Red Sox realized 
This team is really good. I said raise in three. Maybe I should have given it red raise in four, but I really did think raise in three. I think the Rays are going to continue to roll them. And if the Red Sox come back, I'll be shocked. And I went with the over. We also cashed on Houston Moneyline. Yeah. I told them the colors versus Lance Lynn, but we will talk about that. Let's talk about Eduardo Rodriguez, right? And we were making a bunch of jokes earlier about his expected stats. And where that comes from is that Eduardo Rodriguez this year finished the season with a 4.74 ERA, an expected ERA of 3.55, a FIP of 3.32, and an XFIP of 3.43. So you look at those numbers and you say, oh, he's gotten so unlucky. But then every time you watch him, his stuff's just not that good. He's not that good of a pitcher. I'm sorry. He's fine. And maybe those stats indicate that he will have a better season next year. But from what we're seeing now, one and a third innings in the playoffs in game one doesn't help your cause. And it doesn't help the advanced stats cause. And we were making jokes like, oh, yeah. but it was it was 4.2 expected innings, right? And that, yeah. that 23 <laughs> yeah. like, pitch first inning was and that, that. Yeah. And that Nelson Cruz home run where it hit the catwalk um, and it went 406 feet would have been an out. That was actually a great pitch by, Ed, you know, right. that was a great, right. yeah, that was great. Exactly. And we were saying like his 23 pitch first inning was actually like a 14 expected pitch first inning. Like exactly. The expected jokes are funny. <laughs> I think they are funny. funny. I, now he doesn't look good. Um, I understand that he's been really unlucky. He's had a lot of ground balls get through a bad defense. A understandable. And B, get past a defense that doesn't have any range. So like there are a lot of errors that happen. There are also a lot of balls that people should be getting to that they haven't. But the reality is hitters are finding holes against him. And that's the name of the game. That's baseball. Exactly. I mean, you hit it right on the nose with that one. The Red Sox, we said that the Red Sox would have troubles in this series because they're so bad defensively. It's going to catch up to them. It didn't catch up to them in the wildcard game, but it's going to catch up to them. Similar to the bullpen. We'll see how it fares. They're currently playing right now, and one of my X-Factors is involved in that, so we'll see. But the defense is going to catch up to them. And, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez, Wander Franco immediately leads off, or didn't lead off. Randy got on, then... Wander Franco led off of the double and you just kind of felt you're like Eduardo Rodriguez isn't really that dude no that Tampa offense is really good and it's it's obvious that they have this collective buy-in so you've got a Rosarena chugging around on this RBI double from Wander Franco in the first inning and then you've got Franco scoring on a little roller down the third base side that Yandy Diaz dives into first base to beat out. Like that shows me buy-in. I understand that that is as concrete an example of buy-in as you have. So, you know, anybody can do that. They don't have to mean it. He (laughs) meant it. He totally meant it. it. There's buy-in with that offense. It's also a really good offense. They strike out a lot. Yes, but they hit a lot of homers, Nelson Cruz, and they score a lot of runs. Wander Franco. Nelson Cruz, Yandy Diaz, list goes on. I don't mean to derail the conversation a little bit, but I've never understood why guys go head first into first base. I think he would have beaten it if he just ran it out. That's always been a thing. And yet we see guys consistently diving into first base. When I think as a baseball community, we all know that running it out, you'll get there sooner. Or am I wrong? Uh, I, I, think, I think it was Nietzsche that examined instinct versus thought and instinct tells you that you'll get there quicker if you dive but you won't that's the case for the other three bases yeah we know that the collective iq in baseball clubhouses is not great so like if you can simplify it and say take away the okay dive everywhere except for this base and just say dive everywhere we're in a better spot we're in a better spot yeah absolutely um, how good is Shane McClanahan, man? I We were just talking about this before we hit record. You think McClanahan is really good, mm-hmm. but I was sky high on him in the regular season, even when he was struggling. You said, hold on, like let's, let's pump the brakes a teensy bit on McClanahan. He's got some command issues at times. I mean, this guy's got electric stuff, and it feels like when he's throwing in the ALCS World Series, if they get there, and you've got the towels waving around, 
a hundred to blow by Rafi Devers is going to be the same thing to blow by whoever he faces. His stuff plays. There's no doubt about it. I think I was down on him. I don't really know why. I think when I was watching him, I was like, this guy can't command anything. He's got great stuff, but he just seems like he's thrown at a dartboard. Now he's obviously grown throughout the season and I'm never doubting anyone on the Rays ever again. So Shane McClanahan, if he was on another team, would he would he be able to be unlocked like the Rays are doing for him? No, maybe not. No, uh, it, would Shane Boz have been unlocked in the minors if he wasn't? No, no, right. And that was the thing with Shane Boz; they had to limit all the gangly movements that he had. Right, dude, he couldn't throw a strike, and then couldn't. they said, "Look like you aren't giving any effort." And now people yeah. watch him and say, "Wait, you're throwing 99 here. If you actually gave a shit in your delivery, you're going to throw 125 miles an hour." He's yawning and throwing 99. But that's, I mean. Think about the Rays. They said, you know what we want you to do? Try less and it'll be better. (laughs) Like they are so cerebral. They are so smart. They know they're 10 steps ahead of everybody. Mm -hmm. And we had some, we had some Red Sox fans not being too happy with us saying that we're piling on. We'll give them a little bit of credit here because we are sort of piling on. I'm the Yankee fan who doesn't like the Red Sox. And you're not the biggest Red Sox guy in the world. I, I like the Red Sox. I like the Red Sox a hell of a lot more than the Yankees. I've got, <laughs> I've got family. My mom's side is, is Red Sox fandom. Um, I grew up a partial Red Sox fan. What I will say about the Red Sox is there was a reason they were not so highly touted going into this year. Did they overperform? Yes. Is Rafael Devers a top 10 hitter in baseball? Yes. Is Xander Bogart? Uh, yeah, yes. I probably. Uh, it's close. I mean, there's a lot of dudes. I said hitter, not player. I know, no, I, there's, a, there's just a lot of dudes. But he's no. in that conversation. We're, we're splitting hairs. I, I think Devers is a top 10 hitter in baseball. I think Xander Bogarts is a top three shortstop in baseball. Maybe top four. I think top three still. We had him at two. in the upper echelon. Like, there are really good baseball players on this team. There's just something about them that's not crazy exciting to me. You know, the Rays are crazy exciting because you look at that roster and say, how the hell are they doing this? The well, Red you know, Sox, I don't say that. It just It's these one-dimensional teams versus teams that can do everything because the Rays can defend, they can hit, they can pitch, and their bullpen is elite. You go look at the Red Sox, and if they don't hit, they're probably not going to win because they're not going to beat you defensively. They don't have the starting pitching depth to bury you, and they certainly don't have the bullpen. So their their thing is we're going to out-hit you, and when they don't out-hit you, they're kind of a boring team to watch. Totally, and when Eduardo Rodriguez goes in inning in a third in game one, you're kind of screwed. You yeah. said your X factor for Boston was in the bullpen. Yes. Who helps? Sort them? of. Are we going to get into X factors right now? Yeah. Tell me how this series is going to play going forward, because we saw through the front half of the game, as we record right now, utter domination from Tampa. So I put my X factors as these two guys, Nick Pavetta and Tanner Huck, because the Red Sox bullpen we know is not very good, but can these two guys shoulder the load to maybe Let's say Eduardo Rodriguez or another one of those starters has a bad outing. How do you get to the seventh inning? I think if those two guys, and Tanner Huck looks fantastic. He's a great pitcher. And Nick Pavetta, I know we gave up the home run to Nelson Cruz, but he his stuff looks really good. If they can shoulder the load there, there is a way that the Red Sox can beat the Rays. Now, I don't think there really is, but you're going to have to pitch your way while out hitting the Rays. And it's going to be very challenging that's why I just had the race because unless that these two dudes can just come in and back up the starting pitching while the starting pitching is phenomenal, which we just don't think is going to happen. That's why those guys are my X factors for the Red Sox, because if they can do the job, they have a chance. They have a chance. So you need to perform to your pitching ceiling while Literally. also while also outpacing the best offense in baseball. It's a hard challenge. It really is. <laughs> It's a hard sound. They're, so they're the best team in the American League. They're, they're, this is the second straight season. I know it was COVID. Second straight season with the best record in the American League. You are dealing with a juggernaut right now. Going into game one, I would have said that Hunter Renfro was my X factor here. 
because yeah. Hunter Hunter Renfro far and away is the best Red Sox hitter against left-handed pitching. But after this, you get Boz, and I don't think Tampa has named a starter for Game Three yet. But I assume it's going to be Drew Rasmussen. You think Rasmussen? I was thinking Patino. I think it depends. It's one. Of I them. think if I think if the Rays win today or win the first game and then the second game, they might go Patino. Yeah. Because then they might save Rasmussen for game four if they were to lose. Yeah. So that actually makes sense. I think if they lose one of them, they're going to go with Rasmussen game three. That's just Re- my feeling. Regardless, it's hard throwing righty. Yeah, regardless. So Renfro, I don't care about anymore, to be totally honest, because McClanahan starts done. Like, he's not my X factor anymore. My X factor for them is Verdugo. If Alex Verdugo can put it together against right-handed starting pitching, and we know the Rays run out high-octane right-handed relievers, they've got one lefty reliever on the postseason roster or on the ALDS roster. If if Verdugo can put it together against righties this series, then the Red Sox have a shot. I just don't think they have a shot because Shane Boz is my X factor. If Boz turns in a McClanahan-like start, it's game over. Like game, set, match, pack it up. They could run me out there for game three. They actually could run you out there for game three. And they'd teach you like they could probably make you a decent starter. Yeah, At least but, as good as Dallas Keuchel. But I'm left. Right. I'm, I'm <laughs> left handed. I'd be Dallas Keuchel like that area. Um, I would also have to worry about Hunter Renfro again. <laughs> exactly. So. My X factor for the Rays. I actually go offense because their offense is obviously really good. But if Brandon Lau can continue to hit like he's hit in the last 30 days, he has a 200 WRC plus with eight home runs while hitting 350. This Rays lineup is already so incredibly deep. If you add a guy like Brandon Lau, they're not adding obviously, but if that level of production can come from your second baseman who's hitting sixth or seventh in the order, it's really over because the rest of them are going to roll. If, if the guys at the bottom of the order are hitting, there's really nothing that the Red Sox can do, unfortunately. And that's not even a bias. Hey, this Rays team, this is more a testament to how good this Rays team is than shitting on the Red Sox because the Red Sox still have right. a good team. They have one of the most high-powered offenses in baseball. Yes. Chris Sale is Chris Sale, and they figure it out. Deserving so, playoff team. Deserving playoff team, I would say. Yes. I said Rays in four yesterday. I'm going to drop it down to Rays in three today. But if the Red Sox come back and win this game as we talk in the middle of it, like. That's why it's fun. I want to see a live reaction. Let's see if anything can happen. Now the Rays are up 4 0 now in the fifth. Exactly. So there we go. Um, Are you on Rays in three or Rays in four? Oh, I'm on Rays in three. Rays in three. Okay. I I said Rays in three. I'm sticking with Rays in three. Yeah. Let's talk Sox Astros. Uh, you want to start? McMillan. Oh, you know what? Let me ask you some questions. Okay. Let's okay. you some questions. I did. I did it with you with the wild card game. So you can ask me some questions. You and I both love Lance Lynn and I know he got crushed a five earned runs. I did say, remember the last time he faced the Astros four innings, six earned, but we'll put that to bed. He threw 76 pitches today, 74 fastballs. Set a playoff record. I know he was getting beat, but wasn't that awesome to watch? (laughs) I Listen, if you do one thing really well, you're just going to do it. (laughs) In his case, he does three things very well. He throws a four-seam fastball, a cutter, and a a, uh, sinker really well. Um, So he was doing that, like he did that 74 or 76 pitches. The problem here is I threw, okay, He's an only fastball throwing pitcher. He's facing the best fastball hitting team in baseball. I threw that out the window because I was like, ah, postseason. You care about the splits. Arm and I don't care about the postseason splits. Uh, Having said that, I probably should have cared a teensy bit about that. What I will say about Lynn is I've got 100% faith if he comes back and starts a game four. I'm going to say something. I don't. I think he will get hit again. I don't think this is – because also – Lance Lynn was throwing 98 miles an hour, 97. He hasn't thrown like that this year. He's touched it maybe, but he was consistent 96, 97, touching 98. He averaged 93 and a half on the fastball, 94.2 last year. So he he looked like he was really bringing it, but the 
the Houston Astros were just too much for him. And I think that it will continue. I don't see a bounce back start because I think he's going to stick with the same plan. And that plan gets crushed by the Astros. I only see it because he's in his mid thirties and he has been around the block. So he's if been he around the block, the, no doubt. If he sees the same team twice within four days, like he's going to make corrections because that's who he is. Um, the thing is, what are those corrections going to be, though? That, that's location. my thing. What are the corrections? It, location. But he looked pretty good. It was, the, the sinker looked good. The cutter looked good. It's not like he was leaving a ton of stuff middle. What the I will Astros say. Are just, I mean, Jordan's a Hall of Famer. Jordan Alvarez is a Hall of Famer. Like, yeah. Jordan, I will totally give him that home run. I would say that if Lance Lynn could take both of those singles from Jake Myers back, he yeah. would. Shout out yeah, Jake Myers, though. First postseason appearance, two hits in his first two at-bats. You're like, I don't give a shit about that, dude. Shout, shout out, out Jake, Jake Myers. Myers. <laughs> uh, in terms of the Astros' offense, they're really good. I mean, they're, they're incredible. They're incredible. They scored not the most runs level. in baseball for a reason. Yeah, I, they're not raised level for me, but they're r- directly underneath. They might be there. They're, I mean, both. I mean, we're splitting hairs again. They, yeah. They're both. You now, today, I think they're going to tee off on Giolito, unfortunately. Yeah, me too. Um, here's my big problem with yesterday's game. Yeah. The offense gave me zero confidence. Whatsoever, I had zero faith in the offense even scoring a run. I was shocked when they scored that late run. Right. Floored. It was was so uncompetitive. That was not an offensive showing that I've seen once from this team this year. I will say one thing. I don't think that the White Sox offense will lay an egg in this series. I think they will hit Framber tomorrow. Lance McCullers looked phenomenal i think it's more of a testament to lance mccullers than it is a detriment to the white Sox offense you might have just ran into a a developing ace lance mccullers is 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 a is a dog i mean he was perfect through three innings that knuckle curve was disgusting and normally he's spinning it at 2800 rpms it was near 3100 that thing was breaking like nobody's business dude he's got his 95 to 96 sinker changing speeds with the change up and lance mccullers led the league in walks this year zero walks against the white Sox. that was one of the best starts he's had this year can we put mccullers in the gamer tier i th- uh we need gamers you need to be like 30 dude he threw 24 straight breaking balls to get them to the World Series in 2019. Yeah, he's a gamer. Because uh, I was just thinking, Julio Urias, gamer already. Walker Bueller, gamer already. Gamer. Okay, we'll call him gamers. Am I thinking we were thinking so much Max Scherzer, Adam Wainwright, that I was like, right. no, you can't even be called a gamer until you're at least 37. No, <laughs> I, I think McCullers is a gamer. That curveball is... As good as anybody's in baseball. It's a different it's shape disgusting. than Wayno. It's disgusting. Uh, the slider that he just newly created, he wanted a different shape to his breaking ball. More vertical with the curveball. His slider, he said his desired plane was three to nine. He just wants it drifting across the plate. He just wants a Frisbee, like an Adam Adovino, except Adam Adovino gets crushed. Right. McCullers doesn't. doesn't. And that fastball is as runny as my nose around my hypoallergenic dog. We bring it full circle. Yes. We bring it full circle. Um, I had one more. Oh, also, I just would like to point out another thing about the Astros offense. Holy shit. They put up six and looked high-powered against one of the best pitchers in the American League. While Yuli Gurriel, the batting champ, and Kyle Tucker, who probably had the best offensive season, combined, what, 0 for 8 with five strikeouts? They didn't even have basically the two best. Like, it's it's not on the White Sox. It's just the Astros are just simply better, in my opinion. Correa and Kyle Tucker hit 6 and 7 in that order. Like, what the fuck is that, bro? I don't know. 
I don't know. Bregman looks phenomenal again. God, he's good. He's so scary. He's so scary. X factors going forward either side. I'll go first this okay. go around. Okay. For the Astros, I I think it's Kyle Tucker. Okay. I think Kyle Tucker, like if he starts to gel, you know that Altuve and Correa are going to be good because they're somehow like postseason vets already. Um, Correa hasn't even hit free agency yet. He's yeah. already a postseason vet. Same with like Justin Turner. It doesn't feel like he should have postseason records, but he has postseason records. Oh, he's been clutch for so long now. He <laughs> right? deserves postseason records. But like you remember the start of his clutch, right? Like I remember the start of Correa's clutch. Uh, Good point. Altuve and Correa are going to step up. Jordan is not somebody that can go cold. His, his, his barrel is in the zone for too long. They, right. It doesn't allow him to miss, even if he wanted to. Right. Like he'll miss by four feet and still foul it off. God, I think he uses a bigger bat than everybody. I think his barrel should be inspected for being so large and he's, wide. God, he's amazing. I he's think amazing. he's swinging he, a tennis racket. Like if Kyle Tucker clicks for them, a honestly world series is the expectation. I, I love that pick because I love Kyle Tucker. My only thing with X factor is that it won't, it might not even matter if like one of their best guys isn't great because their whole lineup rakes. I mean, guys like Michael Brantley, Jose Altuve, for God's sake. That's my only thing. That's why I didn't go with a hitter. And for my X factors, I'll go with, start with the Astros. It's Framber Valdez, the game two starter. If he throws a good outing, this series is over. That's why I think he's such an X factor here. I mean, he had a 3.14 ERA in his first real season, but he struggled slightly in the last 30 days, posting a 3.94 ERA, and the White Sox do crush lefties. We know that. Splits got. The White Sox crush lefties. So if Framber can come around and turn in a really good start and Houston wins, the series is over because I feel like the White Sox saw game two as their opportunity and if they don't get it, I don't see a White Sox team coming down 2-0. So that's why I have Framber as my absolute X factor. Even though, is it unfair? Because he's not like, it's the game two starter. No, it's fair. I, it's I said fair. Shane Boz was my X factor. for Yeah, sure. I but think it's fair. For the White Sox, it's hard to pick one because nobody played well. Yeah. So I decided... To go Lucas Giolito as my X factor. That's the importance of game two. Because if Lucas Giolito turns in a good start and then the White Sox win, now it's anybody's series. Now it's really anybody. Because now you have Dylan Cease at home against a Zach Grinke who can get beat. A Luis Garcia who's young, 24 years old. We don't know what's going to happen. So game two today is very interesting. I don't often hand out concrete bets on the pod. I don't know if I ever have handed out concrete. Eh, no, check yeah, you we had have, a gambling sure. preview. Not gambling yeah. guys, though. No, but like a- India and like. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we had a the- full episode on it. Right, we had a full episode. <laughs> what am I thinking? I'm, I'm an idiot. Uh, I, don't, I don't often hand out like game bets. Um, having said that, Tim Anderson is a lock to have a multi-hit day tomorrow or today. Love Tim that. Anderson's a lock. Right. Luis Robert is also a lock. You know, another multi-hit game today. No matter no matter who's pitching, Luis Robert, I mean, he was getting Mike Trout comparisons during the game. The yeah. guy is for real. He is God, for real. he's good. He's good at everything. He is for real. I, I think if he has a full health season in 2022, we're talking about him like fringe top 10 player in baseball. Like that is how absurdly talented Luis Robert is. I've seen it firsthand. I think everybody is starting to get a glimpse of it firsthand. He he's played less than 150 games in his career. What he looks like? He looks like a healthy Buxton. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a healthy Buxton with more power. And that player is peak baseball. Yes. Good at everything. Fastest. Luis Robert is a phenomenal defender. Phenomenal defender. Gold glove. The power, the speed, the everything. Yeah. It's Buxton, it's Trout. There's a there's a list of names, and it's you can write it on your two hands two, and ten fingers of those guys. And Luis Robert is one of those guys. Yes. 
Um, so Tim Anderson is my lock to have a multi-hit day. Like, you know, he's going to have one. Uh, having said that my X factor going forward is Jose Abreu. If he's healthy, if he's producing runs, right. Then this white Sox team has a different identity because they have so many talented people, arguably a lot more talented people than Jose Abreu, but nobody's been as productive as Jose Abreu. If you didn't say Jose Abreu, I was just going to follow up and said, if I don't have a game two starter, my X factor would be Jose Abreu. Absolutely. Because he's been dealing with the illness. If he can go on this streak, I mean, the White Sox can hit with anybody. So how are you feeling though? Right now we're sitting here post game one. Are you thinking we still definitely have a chance or are you on the side of, oh no, we're running into the Astros. You sound like my therapist. I know. Well, I'm trying to be your therapist. You were my therapist yesterday. I appreciate that. Um, I that don't you're feel way, that you're way less emotional than I am. <laughs> I don't feel that good. Uh, to be Fair. honest, I will stand by socks in five. Um, do I have 10% confidence in that? Yeah. I, to be honest, I do like 25. That's high. This yeah. offense looked bad yesterday, man. I think it was a McCullers thing. I think you just ran into McCullers because you even scored off Graveman and Graveman's a phenomenal reliever too. I really just think you guys ran into McCullers and you will hit Framber. And yeah. I, I I don't know how to bet that game because I don't know how the White Sox are really going to respond. I know the Astros are going to hit. Maybe I'll just bet on the over. Yeah, it's if the White Sox win in five, that means they're going to lose to McCullers twice. And I think they might. I think they do lose to McCullers twice. I'm just worried there's another loss hidden in there. And if it's game two, it's over. Then damn, it's over, right? National League, cool? National League. Happy NLDS opening day. Happy NLDS opening day. (laughs) Let's start with the Brewers and the Braves. You picked the Braves with the upset. I I picked the Brewers. This is hard, man. Um It's really hard. Corbin really Burns, hard. Max Freed, game one. This might be the uh, Dodgers-Giants is going to be so goddamn yeah. competitive. I mean, the f- entire NLDS slate is phenomenal. Brewers-Braves, I got Braves in five. You got Brewers in five, but we both agree it's going to be incredibly competitive. What was I thinking? Sorry, Burns and Charlie Morton, not Burns and Max Freed. Oh, Max Freed's going game two. Yeah, yeah. Burns and Charlie Morton, game one. I think the Braves are going to win today. Yeah. The last time Corbin Burns faced the Braves, he got shelled. Go look it up. Yeah. Five, six earned runs, four innings. Charlie Morton is on is on cloud nine right now. And when Charlie Morton gets into the playoffs, he's a different animal. But my X factor for this series, for the Braves, is Will Smith, the closer for the Braves. He had a rough first half. But he has excelled in the second half, primarily in the past month. He has a 1.50 ERA with seven saves in the past 30 days. And a lot of these games, like I said, will be extremely competitive. And I think if the Braves have to win the series, because they're going to hit. But it's going to be hard to hit Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta. So if they can get four and it's a 4-3 ball game, can Will Smith shut the door if he can? I think they win. If he can't, I think it might be that close. That's why he's my big X factor there. Okay. My X factor for Atlanta is four guys. <laughs> it's the outfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was, yeah. Peterson, Duvall, Soler, and Rosario. Yep. If those guys perform, we know how power packed that infield is of Riley, Swanson, Albies, and Freeman. They're going to be fine. That outfield, if they're clicking, they might they might score 15 runs a game. And that's scary. You're right on there. You're right on there. I, I, I was looking at those outfielders, and I was like, which one should I pick as my X factor? Because I, I, I felt the same way as you. And I was like, ah, they're all it, – it's like a group. So I just moved on to pitching. <laughs> but I think right. it was great that we got to talk about both because I felt the same way with that outfield. If they don't perform, the Braves just won't win. They just right. win the series. Right. I mean, the pitching is too strong with the Brewers, and the Brewers' offense is still good. It's not terrible. 
But Pete, they yeah, won the, the division because yeah. the outfield performed. They won 95 games. Oh, oh yeah. I'm talking about the Brewers. Yeah. Braves, yes. They won because the outfield performed. Absolutely. Right. Brewers wise, you ready for the funniest X Factor ever? Yes. Who do you think it is? Who do I think? Who, who do you think my X Factor is? Your X Factor? Telling you that it's the funniest thing ever. Um is it like uh I, I I actually can't think of a funny I mean you might tell it to me, I might think it's funny. Is it like Eduardo Escobar it? It's Christian Yelich. That's mine too. <laughs> That's mine too. God, I mean how, in what he, world are we saying that Christian Yelich yes, is the X Factor? He's the X Factor of the series. The X Factor. He is one of the best hitters in the planet when he's right but just is he right in the last 30 days he's rocking a 645 ops if he can turn the clocks back to 2019 they could win the whole goddamn thing that's how good of a hitter he is and that's what they need to get over the top if he's not that that's why i got the braves because i don't know if i see him being that guy he's amazing he's amazing when healthy when healthy is very important though right and is he healthy has he been healthy since no that's that sucks love that sucks god uh yeah yelich like i don't know i'm thinking what type of weird screwed up world are we in where christian yelich is the x factor and the world that we're in now and it's 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 realizing that we're in this world with christian yelich now yeah, like P- Aram sent uh, Aram sent a photo. <laughs> he said, "If you if you showed me this photo without context two years ago, and it was him with two of our friends at Den of Geek at Comic Con wearing <laughs> surgical masks." He said, "If you showed me this photo out of context two years ago, I would have zero idea where to start." That's the world we're living in now. Seriously, I mean, we're living in a world, and we have been giving. You know, we we jump on dudes. Like if they're not performing, we jump on them and we're honest. And, but we also highlight a lot of guys when they're doing well, we, you and me especially have given Christian Yelich so many free passes. Yeah. Continuing to call him one of the best hitters in baseball, always backing him up. No doubt. And I still want to, cause I but love at him. Some point, I love him too. At some point, what? like at some point we gotta, you know, yeah. think about this, Jack. God. At some point, it's been years since he was elite. So not uh, 2019, then he got hurt. And since then, he just hasn't been elite. It's been a full season. Is he still hurt? Can he be better next year? Absolutely. But okay, like let's say he turns in a 770 OPS. Let's say he turns in a 115 WRC plus season next year. Is What do you do with him? Not, some... not, not like what the Brewers do with him. What do you do with him? <laughs> At some point, you got to say, Robert, you're 17 years old. Stop acting like a dinosaur and get a job. Seriously. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to stand by Brewers in five. I think that's what I said. Yeah. Just because I think that starting three is crazy, stupidly good. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. I think the Brewers could win this. Like, they're, I mean, they're so smart, too. They're yeah. so smart. Yeah. I mean, Craig Council is a fantastic manager. If we're looking at manager, like where which way it leans, it's Brewers. Totally. So the Brewers have advantages here, and they could still definitely win. They had the better overall record this year. They were just a better overall team this year. But I'm just right now with the Braves heating up on offense, with those pitchers, if they can compete, and then if the bullpen looks good, it just makes sense that the Braves could – Go past the Brewers. Yeah, not even if the bullpen looks good, because I don't think it's possible for that bullpen to look good, to be totally honest. I just need the bullpen to tread water for Atlanta, and then I might gain confidence in them. The thing is, I feel like it's 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 almost overrated to the point where this bullpen is bad. It's not. I don't think it's bad. Mastic, Rich Rod, Will Smith. They needed Rich Rod. They got they needed Rich Rod, but they got Rich Rod. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's it's not. It's not an elite bullpen, but losing Devin Williams definitely doesn't 
help the Brewers bullpen either. Okay, but it doesn't ruin it. That bullpen's really doesn't good. Help it. No, it doesn't but help that, it, but, but it doesn't that's ruin it. That's so, what I'm saying. But are you saying now that the Brewers bullpen is better than the Braves bullpen? Yeah. I am. I don't think it's I, I don't think so. Okay, you know I, mean, what? I don't think it's I don't think it's worse. Okay. I don't think it's necessarily better. Agree to disagree, man. Agree to disagree. Giants Dodgers. XFIP. <laughs> XFIP. Giants Dodgers. Oh, I uh, forgot. I was like, are we about to wrap up? I forgot we have a whole other series. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the best playoff series in baseball it, history. Seriously, it might be 107 wins versus 106 wins. I mean, have we seen anything like this? No, they, oh, I, I done think it's I think it's the most combined regular season wins in any postseason series history. Because that's what I heard, and I wanted to keep writing on it because I just didn't check. It was one of those facts you hear and you just don't check, but I didn't want to come out and say it, but I did hear it. Yeah, I I saw it. I saw it multiple people that I truly believe are credible tweeted that out. So I said, okay, let's go. This is a fact. This is the most combined wins of any playoff series in Major League history. Wow. We wow. start with Logan Webb and Walker Bueller today. That's as good as it gets. <sighs> I don't even know like where to go pitching wise. Like I kind of just want to jump right into the X factors. Can I say one thing? Split yeah. Scott for a second. Logan yeah. Webb at home, one nine six ERA. He's got an ERA almost at four on the road, and he's at home in San Francisco. That matters. And it he's does. been also good against the Dodgers this year. ERA under three against the Dodgers. Not a big sample size, but, but still, I think he will turn in a good start. And uh, the Dodgers are not a lock to win game one. But if the Dodgers don't win game one, I don't necessarily think that they're out of the series. Differently than the Astros, because the Dodgers then go face Gosman game two with Arias on them. Or no, Arias is, is Arias. Arias is game two. Yeah. And Arias in the playoffs. I mean. You don't want to mess with that dude. And Kevin Gosman has not been the best. And that breaks me kind of into my X factor. Kevin Gosman is the X factor for the Giants. He has a 3 2 1 ERA against the Dodgers through 14 innings, but his ERA is in the fours in the second half. These offenses are both awesome, and both bullpens are pretty similar. I really see these series just coming down to the starting pitching. And if Gosman can be the first half Gosman, I think the Giants really have a chance to win this because if they can win game one, then win game two. The Giants are going to win that series. So I think if Kevin Gosman can will them to a win in game two, we might see the Giants head to the World Series. You might see the Giants win the World Series. You might see the Giants win the World Series, but the Rays are going to win the World Series. (laughs) Right, yeah. So (laughs) um, one of my favorite players on planet Earth is my X factor for San Francisco. With Brandon Belt out... A lot of the leadership onus falls on Buster Posey. Mm-hmm. The residual falls on Evan Longoria. So my X factor is Chris Bryant. That's a great one, dude. That's a great, you know what? Good shit for you. <laughs> With belt out, Chris Bryant has the chance to prove that he is that guy. He still has yep. that superstar in him. What we know him as now is a left-handed a left-handed pitching annihilator that is a Swiss army knife can play anywhere can play center field and he's 65240 like Absolutely. he's he's amazing he is worth 200 million dollars this offseason but he's got this postseason to prove that he still has that MVP that rookie of the year that world series champion Chris Bryant still burning deep in there and if he pulls that out the giants are fucking beast of a team if chris bryant has an unbelievable series and this is all hypotheticals let's say he leads them to the world series and giants are the 2021 world series champs we're going to take a good hard look at chris bryant's hall of fame case because then now you win one with the cubs you go win one with the giants he's gotta he's gotta beef it up during the regular season but at some point you're like this dude's a fucking winner i'm not i'm not at hall of fame case as the Chris Bryant truther, I'm not at Hall of Fame case. I'm not I'm either. At, I'm saying let's start putting him in conversations. Okay. I'm I'm going to push back on you a little bit there. Before we get to the Hall of Fame conversation, I want to get to the $250 million deal conversation. 
Okay. If he spearheads a Giants World Series with belt out, he's $250 million for me. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, Jack. It's a lot of money. I know, but Rendon got it. And look at how that's going. They're going to keep handing it out. Corey Seager's going to get it. Correa might get it. You know, you're right. And I mean, it, it doesn't matter if I think they should get it. It's the factual reality that they might. It's the and market. It's it is the market. the market. And he might just get $250 million, whether we like it or not. Yep. But if he does that, then you say, how could you not? Right. But if he doesn't, and that's that's the funny thing that we were saying, um, Corey Seager, we were talking to the Dodgers, Carlos Gamble made this joke. I was like, if Corey Seager goes 0 for 4, does he lose out on $30 million on his next <laughs> contract because of recency bias? Uh, do you remember when Mitch McGarry, the Michigan basketball player, went first round? Why do I know that? Because he had. Why, why do you know that? Because like, <laughs> I'm a dork. I told yeah. you that at the beginning of the pod. Um, that he, name just raved. I was like, I, that shouldn't even be a name right. I know. He was the big on that Michigan team that went to yeah. the national title game and lost to Louisville in 2013. But like, he went first round because he was their best player in the tournament. Malachi Richardson with Syracuse, same thing. Like I know these guys Malachi. get drafted. Yeah, they get drafted because of their tournament. Like these guys are going to make money because of the postseason run that they just had. That's what happened with Daniel Murphy. You remember that? Daniel Murphy, that playoff run. I mean, that was Bumgarner-esque from the yeah. offensive side. It's unbelievable. Ugh, Let's break insane. into the Dodgers. X factor. Yeah. Clayton Kershaw is out. First of all, did you see that picture? Him and Bueller standing next to each other? Kershaw looked no. fat and shit. Kershaw has never like exuded he like, testosterone. He was like, he's got like rolls. Like it looked like us. <laughs> like, like I was like, why do you look like you're sitting behind a mic? I mean, I'd still Clay Kershaw. I don't want to disrespect him. One right. of the greatest pitchers ever. But like, and I love I, listening to his interviews. Yeah. Okay. He's funny as hell. No, I love Kershaw. Love Kershaw. Just had to point that out because I saw that. I was like, is he fat? Regardless, he's out. He's (laughs) never looked like Goliath. He never has. I understand. All right, let's move on. With Kershaw out, I think the Dodgers will have to rely a lot on Tony Gonsolin. A lot in these playoffs. They've relied on him a lot lately. So in 17 plus innings in the past 30 days, two starts, two relief appearances. They use him in every which way. And he's held his own 3.06 ERA. I think you might see him as an opener. I think you might see him bridge the gap. I think you could see him maybe throw three, four, five innings. I think they're going to use Gonsolin in a lot of ways so they can really keep Orias in the rotation and not have him being their, their X factor, their guy who's pitching in every other odd inning. It, that might be Tony Gonsolin, who I actually really do like. I'm going to get close to the mic to say this one. <laughs> Go ahead. Matt Beatty. <laughs> no way. He's not an X factor. Come on. What do you mean? I mean, yeah, he is playing first base. You're right. Max Muncy's out. Yeah. No. All right. I like it. I like it. Muncy might come back for the end of the NLCS. Um, maybe the World Series. That dislocated elbow. That injury was gnarly. Oh, that looked gross. Just that God. looked gross. It looked like an NFL. I mean, a car crash. Right. Like was... a clothesline. Literally. Right. Like and a then linebacker like that, is trying to tackle a running back. And that sat with me too, because you know, I mean, when I was a freshman in high school, I started off my career, career, high school, started off my first stint for freshman baseball. I get up on the mound and my arm is feeling funky. And then I'm in the stretch and it locks. And I'm like, oh God, it felt like a, like cracking your knuckles almost where it just yeah. like got stuck. And I threw a pitch and my medial epicondyle, that's your funny bone, that bone that pops out of your elbow, simply popped off my elbow. Yeah. So I, and that was the most shocking pain. I was immediately rushed to surgery, just blacked out on the mound. They, when I was just sitting there, they were saying like, you weren't even like, you weren't crying, you weren't talking, you weren't yelling in pain. Like they were just like, you were just sitting there with your eyes open, just in a dazed, confused state. So, like those elbow injuries, and he had to, he, it dislocated, he had to pop it back in in the field. Those elbow injuries, like it sends shockwaves to your brain that it's hard to come back from. I mean, you know the feeling. Like I broke my arm throwing a pitch. 
yeah. hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah, how the how the hell, man? Um, yeah, like I, I'd I be just, in the Red Sox rotation right now if it weren't for that. Yeah, no, I I would have been an <laughs> all American if it. I didn't blow out my knee. Right? How much you want to <laughs> bet I can throw a football over them mountains? Um, <laughs> the yeah, like that that was just a gruesome injury. So now I thank God for the Dodgers' sake and for Max Muncy's sake, he has an even sliver of a possibility to come back during this postseason run if they do continue to advance. But until he comes back, if Matt Beatty can provide some production there, that means the world to them. Because Muncy was their production. Wasn't it hilarious? You know, when they they put Matt Beatty at first, right, while Scherzer was pitching, And the whole broadcast was talking about, oh, they put him there because the numbers say that Scherzer doesn't allow basically any ground balls to the first base. He's probably not going to get any action immediately. Just like three balls. That's baseball. Like, screw your fucking numbers. Immediately, (laughs) like three ground balls. But he tested him and he looked great. And it was a good test because it built his confidence too. another X factor I'd like to add. Cody Bellinger looked fantastic in the wildcard game. If he can return back to Cody Bellinger. And I even put out a tweet a month ago and I said, Cody Bellinger, do you remember that? You remember that? I do. I said, Cody Bellinger is going to make an impact in these playoffs. Just watch. Don't shit on him. He's going to, I didn't say he was going to cut his hair, but the haircut reminds me of 2019 belly. Cody Bellinger with the haircut looks like Jake Gyllenhaal in Southpaw. I just texted you that. (laughs) He totally looks like Jake Gyllenhaal in Southpaw. Uh, he is at Peter Apple 23 on Twitter. I'm Jack underscore McMullen 11 on Twitter at just BB media. Just hit the 1000 follower mark on Twitter. We're next stop us. 2k. Next stop 2k. We're trying to get to hundred K on TikTok. That's, that's the next goal. Oh yeah. Just baseball fans on Instagram and TikTok. We've got a discord. Find us there at just baseball. Watch all of our podcast clips on YouTube just search just baseball. We've got a Twitch, twitch.tv slash just baseball fans. What do you guys And about say? Twitch, I am Twitch streaming today at 1 30 p.m. Eastern. So you guys will see me in there. We'll be playing MLB the show. And I gotta break down every single one of these games. So come in, join the fun. If you're listening at 1 30, turn on Twitch. If you're in the morning listening, I'll be on at 1 30. Come join the fun. Like, subscribe, five stars. Tell us why we're awesome. Tell us. You can like DM us and tell us why we suck, but if you're yeah. leaving a review, tell us why we're awesome. That works. We need for me. the reviews of why we suck. I mean, we no, 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 we don't need the reviews. We need the DMs on why we suck. We need the reviews saying it's good. Yes. Thank you, good. everybody. Thank you, everybody.